The Watership Down podcast is intended for those who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is filmed, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 137. And a bit of a change this week you might have noticed. You were probably expecting me to be going through episode one of season two of the Warship Down TV series, which was made in uh, broadcast rather in 2000. But this week my diary opened up and so I've had an unexpected opportunity. So I've decided to take advantage of that. And it's a pretty appropriate follow on to last week's episode. So where am I? Well, it's a mild October day. This is Wednesday, um, I can't remember the date, the 11th, I think. Um, it's a very mild day and I've come to Hampshire again and we're at Overton Station in Hampshire and this is the Iron Road and that direction is a bridge I'll be crossing shortly that is the stretch of the Iron Road that is involved in the story of Watership Down the next station down there is Whitchurch so this is it, this is the uh, stretch of the Iron Road that appears in the book so what am I going to be doing today? Well, the idea is I'm going to walk from here to the Warren of Ephrathah. Then south from there, I'll show you the map in a minute, south from there to um, hopefully to the River Test, um, crossing the Iron Road and also we'll be able to see the route of the rabbit's flight from Ephrathah to the Test. I'm not being ambitious today, this is the first time I've been in this area, I've never been here in my life, so I'm not going to be over ambitious. So I'm not planning to actually follow the route of the flight to the Test. That may disappoint you, but we'll see. I'll get the live land when I get there, but probably I will be just following the route by it. We'll be able to see these, I'll see these places in the distance, but I'm not going to push my luck today. So then, uh, let's crack on. Right, now we're away from the roadworks. Hopefully I'm in focus as well. And sorry about the close-up on my face at the end of that last shot. It's been a stressed arrival here because I came along this road it's the road to the station I'd researched and inevitably there's roadworks and it was locked off I had to find a diversion and go around the other way. So I'll show you the route I'm taking today. I'm not going to use editing graphics. I've got my spare phone here um, and I've got a picture of the route. But so the focus seems to be going a bit odd on my camera today but um, I'll show you the route we're taking. This here is from the OS map um, App. that's Overton station there I've just come out of I'm walking on this road here at the moment in a minute up there I'm going to divert right up this road here the B3061 to the to this bridle path I can't remember the name of it at the moment I've got to zoom in somewhere else then I'm going to turn right here along here to Ephrafa which is there sorry my thumb is the only pointer I've got available now there I'm gonna have a look around see what's what that there is the site of the ash tree, where the tip of my thumb is, in, during the flight from Ephrafa. So the flight from Ephrafa goes from down here to this ash tree, then through the bridge here, which you can roughly see. It's not on a path. The bridge there. Oh, there's a train going by. I hope to get one of those earlier. Never mind. Um, so that's the bridge, the famous Kihar Bridge. Then from there, they went south through this private parkland, and the punt was about there, where the tip of my thumb is there. I will be coming down here, that's the plan, so sorry I won't be doing the, the route of the flight. 
well, I don't think I will. I'll see what the lie of the land is once I get there. I'll be coming down this road here and then go back along there and up. But hopefully I'll see the test. I've already seen it from the car. Um, hopefully I'll see the test and um, I know I'll see the Iron Road because I've already seen it. And we'll see Ephrafa. And I don't know about access around Ephrafa at all. I know the actual crossroad itself, the Crixa, which I'm naming this episode, is very accessible. The field around it, I don't know. So we'll go from there and see what's what. Now I'm realising that this is, um, some of this might be rubbish radio, so I, I will try and get more descriptive, so I'm just a little stress from just having arrived. Um, there's a signs to Overton there, and when I'm walking along this road north towards that bridle path, I'll give you the name of it and when we actually get there. Um, and we'll be turning west in a minute, and I am aware I need to describe things a bit more for those of you who are just listening, because once again, this isn't, this is an actual podcast episode, I'm not doing this as a separate site visit uh, I did that when I went to Sandalford and the actual it wasn't an actual podcast episode well this will be I'll be lifting the audio from this and make this an episode so I'll try and make sure I describe things a bit more um, and yeah like I say remember this is the first time I've been to any of these places I, I do not know this area at all Eric Steps knows it more than me because he was here and he's very good description of this area um, so I'll see you at the start of the bridle path Right, I'm at the bridle way that goes from east to west, called the, it's called the Harrow Way. They got a bridle way there, so that's the stretch going east from here, that's not the stretch I'm taking. And over there is the stretch that goes west from here to Ephrafa. So we are now probably well within wide patrol range. Look over here, it's not the best view of it, but you can see that the countryside immediately north of Overton is already this rolling downland of the scarp slope the dip slope rather I always get those two confused leading up to Warship Down I'll show you more of that if I can and I just heard an owl just then unbelievably so just get the zoom right anyway so that is the path we'll be heading down towards Ephrafa Here we are on the path. It's a byway, I don't know, it's not actually called a bridleway, I don't think. No motorised vehicles with four or more wheels from 1st November to 30th of April. So, what about the rest of you? Can we drive a 4x4 down here then? Slightly strange laws apply to bridle paths in this country. Oh, this is a lot better. I'm walking on the main road. So, not long to Lefferfer. Better keep quiet in case Campion hears me. Now here we're entering a more wooded belt of trees that shows on the map. And Ephrafa lies just at the end of this, I think. Should be there in about 10 minutes. Now then, if you're over here, don't be fooled by this crossroads here, that path there, and that path there. That is not the crossroads, this is not it. That's for absolute certain. 
the concrete blocks there and you've got two of these notices. I'll show you where this is on the map in a second. This is definitely not Afrafa. This crossing is, I'll just zoom in, go to the zoomed in map. This crossing is here. Uh, I'm make sure I get it right. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. This crossing is here, and that is not the right crossing. Right, I've clarified. The crossing I'm at now is this one. That is not Afrafa. This crossing here. This is Afrafa here, so it's a little bit further on down there. That's for absolute certain. Okay, so don't be fooled by this first crossing. I'll show you what it looks like. We've got two of these signs here. Not Afrafa. And they really, it seems you are allowed to drive a 4x4 car down here in the summer. I find it unbelievable, but hey, there you go. So, next stop, really this time, I hope, Efrafa. Couldn't resist a close-up on the squirrel there. Well, if you were going to drive a car down here, you've got to contend with fallen trees. Path goes around the edge there, but yeah, not very feasible, really. Nearly there, very nearly there. Welcome to Efrafa. There's the signpost, one bit's broken off. Jack Mills Lane, apparently, this bridleway going to the north. And this is just a byway. So that's the path going to the north. That's the path going to the west, along the Harrow Way. That's the path I'll be taking a minute to the south. And that's where I've come from in the east. Not as spectacular as Warship Down. It's just a crossing point for two bridle paths. But this is the centre of Ethera. This is the Crixa. Now I've just come up the path to the north, just to show you this open countryside here, because it's pretty well covered this. Actually, I've criticised the location of Efrafa before, but it's actually a pretty good location. This is not the near hind mark, this is the north-west quadrant. This would be the neck mark or something like that, but that's where the holes would be. A lot of good cover here, and I've only had one cyclist go past me in all the time I've been on that path. So that shows you the kind of territory, and this is where Silflay would happen. It is a cultivated field. I think they'd have to watch themselves, but there's plenty of undergrowth, and if they got nervous, they could just feed in the undergrowth, I suppose. So that's the kind of that's the Silflay territory. Just in case I don't see any other, I could see there was more open area up here, and then we'll return down here to the Crixa. Now, last week I spoke about the changing representation of Afrafa, the industrialization of it. This is not an industrial area at all. This is a nice little rural area. But just nearby, the Crixa is just there, to the east you have these concrete blocks which are used I guess to block the road at certain times of year. That's the only industrial element I can see around here. Other than that, it's a lovely little rural area, and very quiet. Now it's becoming a bit of a tradition on this podcast 
to read out passages from the book in these places. So that's exactly what I'll do. My trusty old copy of Watch It Down, Ad Ephrata. This is from chapter 34, the beginning of chapter 34, General Woundwort, which of course is the chapter that is written from the point of view of General Woundwort, um, as if the rabbits from Watch It Down are a mystery to them. Dusk was falling on Ephrata. In the failing light, General Woundwort was watching the near hind mark at Silfley along the edge of the great pasture field that lay between the Warren and the Iron Road. At this hour, the Crixel was all green shade with red gleams of sun that winked through the moving leaves. But under an elder bush on the far side of the track, two Auslatter or council police were waiting, and with them was the stranger. Woundwort saw at once what Campion had meant. The stranger was a big rabbit, heavy but alert, with a rugged, seasoned appearance and the look of a fighter. He had a curious thick growth of fur, a kind of top knot on the crown of his head. He stared at Woundwort with a detached, appraising air which the General had not encountered for a very long time. Who are you? said Woundwort. My name is Flaley, replied the stranger. Flaley, sir, prompted Campion. The stranger said nothing. The patrol brought you in, I'm told. What were you doing? I've come to join Ephrata. Why? I'm surprised you ask. It's your warren, isn't it? Is there something odd about someone wanting to join? From the Crixel. At Ephrata. It's hard to associate this place with the events described in the book. But this is the place. So the time's come to say goodbye to Afrafa, as Beaglewood was happy to do, or Slaley as I should call him when he's here. There's the path we came along to the east, path heading north towards Watership Down, west, and the path we're about to take. And I suspect I'm about to do some more wood trudging to try and look at the holes of the near hind mark where the escape from Afrafa begins. So. Farewell Ephrafa. I found some parking a lot nearer by now as a result of this uh, visit, so uh, it'll be easier to get here from now on. And we will set off back towards Overton and see what we can see. Now immediately, Cricks is just up there, I found this path leading into the um, towards the holes of the near hind mark so I'm going to have a look along this hopefully we'll get to a field edge very very good cover I must say no Ephrafa the site of Ephrafa was well chosen um, and the edge of the field is just there so I'm going to see in a second if I can get through and oh look a ditch who would have thought it One of the ditches of Ephrafa. Perfect cover. And then as we come through here, here it is. The holes of the near, I'll zoom out a bit. All along here there'll be. And down there. Now in this second I made the decision I'm not going to try and walk through to the flight. Uh, that would leave me over there, the corner of that field there I think, or a bit, just about there is where the ash tree would be, and then they head south. 
I can't see the railway bridge at this point. I'll zoom in, case. Yeah, you've got some industrial buildings down there. But across this field is where the flight began, right here. From holes along here somewhere. That's a cultivated field there, I think, so I'm not going to walk across that, but they went straight across that towards that field edge there. So when, when I come back, I could go to, down to the bottom then along. But like I say, we're pretty near farm buildings and there's vehicles down there, so I'm not going to do that. I'm afraid I'm not going to follow that path, but we will see elements of it. And I'm hoping we'll see Kihar Bridge at some point. I suppose I could go along the edge there, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm not pushing my luck. But yeah, having seen how this is out, I know I'll be back. So, the ash tree, 50 years ago, was somewhere over there at that corner of that field where the light field meets the dark hedge about let me zoom out again about there I believe was where the ash tree was now I'm going to return into the undergrowth and head down the this bridleway back towards Overton Yep, Ephrafra was definitely very well chosen. I mean, there's well-trodden paths here. There'd be people here, but there's lots of cover, especially in summer, there'd be loads of cover here. And those ditches down there would provide, that's where I assume the holes would be. And they'd be perfect for providing cover. So, yep, respect to General Woundwort, he chose well. And let's get back to the main path. So there's the path we've just come down. Crixa's is just up there. Farewell, Ephrafra. Farewell, the Crixa. Now this path at first seems a little bit narrow. Apparently this is also a bridleway, but there's no way you're going to get traffic along here. Um, yeah, this is also a bridleway. Um, heading south now. I think it then got sent to a motorised section down there, but the flight to the test happened over there, through this hedge. Hopefully we'll see other bits of that. We'll certainly see the Iron Road again. I forgot to um, film the Iron Road as we went over the first railway bridge, being stressed again. Um, but we will see it from the nearest bridge to Kihar Bridge. So I'm hoping, hoping to get a sight of Kihar Bridge. Could not see it from Ephrafra at all, from the near hind mark holes. So yes, you can see why they use the ash tree as a navigation point. So you're left in no doubt as to whether or not we should be walking on the land that uh, the flight to the test happened on. Private land, no public right away. They do not want you going along there. See lots of um, pheasants over there coming out into the field. Just sheltering the microphone because I want to try and avoid using the external mic if I can. So there's lots of farm machinery here, and the near hind mark holes are up there. Feel the corner of the field they run towards. Just a reminder that this is a working landscape. Lots of farm machinery here. Very much a working landscape. We talked of the rural idyll last week. Well, for a lot of people, this is a place of work. Same as it is for wildlife, I guess.
That was a messenger from Frith. There he's going in the distance. That's heading east. And he came from the direction of where they crossed the Iron Road and Keyhar Bridge. And I think the hoot on that horn, I think that was for me, which is fantastic. <laughs> they used to train spotters doing things like this. Now, Keyhar Bridge lies not far to the west of here. So I've got, I've got the picture up from the book here. Um, I'm standing here. Keyhar Bridge is here. There's no actual path, and if I go to the um, picture from Ordnance Survey, the other one, uh, again, I'm standing here. Keyhar Bridge is that little gap there. There's no path leading to it, it's just those two notches, you can tell it's there. And I think, I'm just about, it's between here and that other bridge down there. I think we could just about see the parapets of it, but I'm not sure. I'll see if I can get a view from it from the south. But somewhere like there, how on, zoom out here. I think those are the parapets of Keyhar Bridge. So I didn't get closer today. I'll look into that and we'll try and do something about that in the future. And that path just south of the Iron Road now, that path's opened out into a lovely little um, track cows over there lovely walk and that's going to looking towards Keyhar Bridge I don't think it's going to be very obvious from this um, from this path I'll see what I can do so that's the end of that stretch of path that's the path south from Ephrafa we're now going to continue east on this road here back towards Overton this is Northington Farm that I think owns all the land that um, I would need to access if I want to get any close to Keyhar Bridge. I'm not going to see Keyhar Bridge. Appropriately, there's a dog barking. I won't film any more of the farm. There are people working there. So yeah, FRF lies that way. Now, heading back this way and hopefully, hopefully, soon we will see a bit of the River Test. The River Test bit of the River Test we need is that way. So I won't see that bit today, but we might actually get the river test on camera. I'll do my best. Well, we're definitely descending. And oh, look, I had not seen it when I switched the camera on, but there it is. <laughs> I was just going to film the hill showing we're descending towards the river. Like when we descended towards the Enborn, but there it is. That is the river test. Not the bit we wanted. Never mind. Beautiful chalk stream. The Sussex Downs I live on reach the sea before they get low enough to become chalk streams, but uh, yeah, they are beautiful, beautiful streams, and uh, most of the examples of them, I believe, are in Britain. Look at that. That is absolutely beautiful. It's nice to get surprised like that. That's the test. You might argue it doesn't run quite fast enough to get away from Woundwalk, but never mind. Now this channel here, I'm not sure about that, I'm going to look this up, but this is a channel here uh, in front of the, bit, the test there, so it might be that this is the test and that's a pond. I'll look that up in just a second. 
Now, this is a channel running alongside the test because it's a very managed stream. You can tell they can they can regulate the flow and so on to keep their environment, the very particular environment of chalk streams, intact. So that there is the river test. It flows that way. That's flowing west towards where the punt was on the river test. Lovely to see it. And beautiful clear water. I've never understood why chalk streams on chalk are so clear, but they are beautifully clear. It's an unexpectedly beautiful sunny October day, like I say, far too mild for the time of year. You have houses like that along here. Oh, beautiful. There's a bit of money around here, you sense. <laughs> oh, what I wouldn't give to be able to live in an area like this. And this is what used to be a mill on the test. Residential now, so I won't hang around for too long. And that's definitely the main river, which is running through this beautiful garden and under this house that's now a mill. These are the weeds that make these rivers so beautiful, but they have to be cut back. Hence the punt existing. The punt was there because you, people need to go out on this river and cut these weeds to keep them under control, to keep the environment, to keep the river flowing. Otherwise, eventually it would, I guess, silt up. That's a beautiful sight. Uh, to be kept under control and that's the whole reason the punt was there there it is from one of the bridges flowing east towards the point where the rabbits escaped on the test. I'm on one of the bridges over there. This isn't a bridge from the book, this is too far to the west, but absolutely beautiful little stream. Couple of ducks over there. No seagulls though. Look at the clarity of that water. Absolutely beautiful. So sorry for those of you only listening to this. The YouTube link will be in the notes, trust me. So that's how fast the river was flowing. And I've just seen a fish. Here we go, darting around. As Kihar said in fish. Quite nervous. Maybe they think he might be around. Oh, there it is, right there. There you go. There's another one there. Just swimming in the flow of the river. There you go.
wonderful area. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, I'm sorry if you're expecting episode one of series two of the TV series, but I thought it was important to do this while I had the chance to. Next time, honestly this time, we start looking at series two of the Warship Down TV series, starting with episode one. And the storytelling world of Warship Down enters the 21st century. As a little added bonus, this is the section of the test that leads off the pond that the rabbits escape into when the punt fetches up against the bridge. The bridge is up there so I can't see the bridge, but this section of the test is leading off that pond. I can't get to the pond unless the distillery is open. This is the Bombay Sapphire Distillery in Laverstoke, which is on that pond. So hopefully one day I'll get to visit here and um, see a bit more of it. It's closed today. <laughs>